Hey, what's up everybody? How you doing? How you doing? We are here. I am your host, Charlie Hustle, Black Top, Smack Talk. We are here. It's a three-man show tonight. We're missing our fourth piece, but the triangle offense is here. It's me. It's Coach Adam. What's up? What's up? In SoCal's finest, Bruce Jackson. A.K.A. the 13-time All-American at UW. (laughs) Thank you for that. Great introduction, guys. Can't wait to get this going. Let's get it. SoCal's finest, but you might be moving to NorCal. Tell them, tell them, talk to them. He's a migrant all over California, man, wherever it takes him, wherever life takes him. We might get him back in the 206 soon, so you might see him in some of our videos. By the way, check us out on YouTube, Blacktop Smack Talk. Follow us. Oh, for sure. We got videos being edited that we can't really tell you, man, how dope they are, but they're coming. You've seen the first one. They're coming. Oh, sorry about that. That's just, that's Bruce's Skype. You know, he's getting blown up on the Skype. He got Skype fans. Right. He's a staple in the track community in SoCal and in the Washington area. Yep, yep. Look know. him up in the record books. <laughs> Mr. Popular, but, you know, I might be taking this thing, taking the uh, BTST up to the NorCal area. Um, we'll see here in a little bit. But for now, you know, I got that SoCal love along with that Pacific Northwest. We about to we about to get it going. Let's 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 get into this, boys. Let's go. Well, what's up, man? You been watching hoops the last couple of weeks, man? Your boys are hot, Bruce. Your Rockets are starting to come alive. Hey, they're starting to come alive. We'll see. We'll see though. But we, you know, we'll, we can talk about them a little bit. Well, you know, later. I, mean, I think we'll probably go around a couple of guys, but maybe one person in particular on that team might get mentioned a little later on in the in the, in the pod. Well, yeah, today, today, folks, for listening, um, we're going to talk about our quarter season awards here, MVP. Well, and- shit, actually, it was supposed to be quarter, but dang, and, I mean, we're about 32 games in, so we're almost halfway through, so we it's- might as well do in between quarter and halfway. A, thir- a third, a third. It's about a third. Let's go. Third. Right, like you're a third of the man I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're a third of the size I am. Okay? Ooh. So- hey, man. Can't help it, man. Genetics. <laughs> but no, man, yeah, man. The Thunder been crazy this year, man. The Thunder are doing work without Roberson, who's their anchor on D, but PG's out here eating. Man, the Raptors are looking really good. Um, fucking Milwaukee's been solid. The Wizards are still bums. The Wizards. Don't forget about them Nuggets. Come the, on yeah, 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 for sure. In the West. Shout out to our guy, Luke Seidel, who's all over the Denver Nuggets. You know they're they're looking impressive. I can't I can't lie. I'm not a huge fan, but they're they're very impressive. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, the Nuggets are doing their thing. The Nuggets, the Thunder, they're right there. I mean, they're ahead of the Warriors right now. Which is you know who would have thought that like a month, two couple months into the season that the Warriors would be third. I mean, they're barely behind the Thunder, but it's close. But the Denver, Denver, you know, Denver started off hot as hell. Then they had that little lapse. But after that lapse, man, they've been, they've been getting it in. And, 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 you know, my early season prediction got a little flack from some of the members on BTST <laughs> as much as I didn't want to put it them up there. But the Lakers are fourth in the West right now. And, yeah, they're tied with the Blazers. But, remember, I said, I said that LeBron was going to get home court advantage which is just top four. 
And, and uh, you know, I didn't want the Lakers to be up there, but they're looking pretty good right now, man. Shit, I mean, uh, one through, what's that, thir- 14, 13, 14 are seven games apart. That's just phenomenal. It's incredible. And then there's there's um, the Phoenix Suns, you know, who are just who are terrible. But I mean, think about that. Seven games separates fourteen teams. Right. And the Suns have actually won a couple, a few games recently. They've, Shit, they've had a couple just, big wins. They just beat Boston at Boston. Right. That's they, crazy. The Suns have won four in a row as of live taping at the moment. I mean, the worst team in the conference wins four in a row. That's crazy. Um, I mean, they they might have the longest winning streak in the. Oh, Brooklyn's got a seven game winning streak. Yeah. That's the longest in the league. You know, usually the the Warriors always have, you know, eight, nine, ten game winning streak. But the Warriors, you know, they got their guys healthy, but they they're not really putting it together yet. But Draymond's still not healthy, man. I don't know if uh, I don't know what's up with he, that guy. He doesn't look healthy. He's on that bum shit, but he took off plenty of time. They don't need to rush him back. It's that shoulder, man. That shoulder is nothing to play with, as well, our as our guy Travis would tell us. Well, hopefully, <laughs> for NBA parody reasons, he's not fully healthy, and the Warriors don't just walk up into another title. But because um, no matter what seed they are, they're still the favorite. Right. Much as I wouldn't want to say it, I want to see someone else get it in there. Um, not necessarily the Thunder, but it is a cool story to see the Thunder out here. You know. PG went against everyone's predictions and decided to stay with Russ, and things are paying off. The boys averaging twenty five and seven and five, almost four and a half. And Come two on, two steals. Come on, man. This dude is. Why you want to stay with Russ? He's selfish. Nah, man. KD made y'all think that. KD wasn't man enough to stay with Russ. And Russ is helping make PG a star again. I remember when PG PG's leg broke in half, man. I was like, yo, that shit was so bad. I was like, he'll never be the same player. Man, I couldn't have been more wrong because he's better. I mean, he's he's a beast, man. Bruce. And sometimes sometimes oh, the injuries, though, you know, sometimes uh, injuries are a blessing in disguise because it makes you really assess who you are as a player. And when you can kind of get that reflection, you know what to work on as far as minimize your weaknesses. And I think, you know, PG probably had some reflection. And and now he's he's better than ever, right? And and you can tell from the from the games, watching the games, it's really about confidence right now, comfort and confidence. And that's not to say he wouldn't have felt confident or comfortable in L.A. But shit, he liked playing with Russ. He liked the the system. He loves the scheme defensively. So once you get that comfort. And you know you you know after a while you start to get familiar with your teammates and you know it's just overall comfort. So it's really it's really cool to see. You know, obviously me being a huge PG fan, I love it. So I'm just kind of trying to remain even keel right now. But uh, I mean, it's like Russ. I mean, it's like PG's playing with John Stockton out there, man. Got to give Russ some credit. Leading the league in assists. 10.4. You know, Russ is starting to figure it out. His shot selection is still iffy at times. <clears throat> his uh, his uh, three-point percentage is shit. His free throw percentage is shit. Is he in the 60s? 61. And he used to be like 80. In his career, like 80. That's crazy. But, hey, he's, he's getting the ball to a dude who he, knows how to put it in the cup. And he leads the league in steals and assists. 
Russ does. Mm-hmm. Lead the league in steals and PG ain't far behind him. As of as of, with as of thirty games, that's incredible. Two point seven a game. He's averaging. The boy's out there. He's he's a problem. He, he he's out there in, in the in the passing lanes. He's picking pockets. Uh, I just hope that they don't win a damn title either. We don't want that here in the town. The only titles we want here are the Hawks and Mariners. The Mariners ain't ever getting one of those. Don't forget the Sounders in the storm. Yeah, yeah, they got a couple. Uh, shout out to Ryan Webb, a guest on the pod. Got a storm championship. That dude, Birdie. And we ain't talking about above the rim. But, hey, we're about to get up into this award show. Damn, we're just going to go straight to MVP. I mean, I love hey, it. that's what the fans want, man. We, we did a poll. We had a bunch of votes, uh, 13 of them, and uh, they said they wanted MVP first. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, Sneeze. Yep. If you all good. didn't know, that's Bruce's nickname. He's got a few nicknames. OB, but we're going to go with, with Sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, my um, goodness. We're going to let you start it off, man. I want to hear, since Bruce is a former lawyer, uh, I want to hear. Bad. I want to hear why Bruce thinks his MVP is the MVP. Talk to him My like we in the courtroom, son. All right. Well, no brainer. Oh, it's, it's gonna be Giannis. Little, oh, okay. No That's brainer. MVP right now. Well, I want your MVP uh, later, but not right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I've got Giannis. He's got those. <clears throat> he's got the Bucks sitting at number two. In the Eastern Eastern Conference, I mean, this guy, what is he averaging? About 28, 13, and, and 6? 20, uh, yeah, about 27, yep. Yeah, I mean, that is great stat line. Um, I don't know if that stat line's ever been matched in NBA history. I mean, obviously, he is it hasn't. dominating. He's dominating and scoring at a rate inside the paint like, like a, a modern-day Shaquille O'Neal. Talk to him. Uh, obviously, he's not doing shacks. So obviously, have the size and power to just kind of bully over guys and dunk on them. But Giannis is just so long and quick uh, that you can't really defend him as a one-on-one player. Um, and it's just incredible that he's able to be so productive, um, averaging that many points without being able to shoot a consistent three whatsoever. And I... I I think our last last time I checked was his three point percentage about thirteen percent. Twelve percent, and he's shooting twelve percent from the from three, but fifty nine percent overall. Overall, that's yeah. incredible. And but so, the, yeah, um, I mean, when does he not pretty much dunk on every play? It's like you cannot stop this guy from getting to the paint. He pretty much gets there at will. And what's shocking is he's twenty four. Twenty four. Man, you, th- you think the voters know. are really ready to give it to that kid yet, or does he got to earn it a little more? I, I mean, what, what if they're they're gonna finish in that? They're gonna have home court by the end. Of, and granted, they like, obviously can go on a skid, but I don't. I don't think if it was in the West, I'd be a little bit more more worried of them maybe slipping out. Nah, like, man, the, the hey, Eastern Conference. The I'm East got some teams, man. I want to get this narrative out there, man. I don't think the East is as bad as people say it is. Okay, I think the East, the East is East back. Also has I think their sixth, seventh, and eighth seeded teams right now are either at five hundred or below. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is mainly the East got four good ass teams though that I think can fuck with anybody in the West. But you're right; they they're not slipping. Milwaukee's here to stay. Yeah. So, 
I mean, that's that's my MVP. What do you what do you say, Chuck? What do you guys got over there? I mean, as you remember, when you used to be a member of our fantasy basketball league, you know who you know who in the league was the first cat on Giannis, man. Yes, I do remember that. That was my um, team name be. every year. So, you know, I'm going with Giannis, man. I'm going with Giannis. Uh, when I did my uh, homework for this, they had the second best record in the NBA, right? Um, I think that might have tapered off a little bit. But he was he's averaging almost 27, 13. He's fourth in the NBA in assists for non-point guards, right? So that's pretty impressive in its own. They're the highest scoring team in the NBA at 118 a game, and that's all because of him, really. He's uh, they've created an offense that surrounds Giannis in a in a three point shooting era, like we talked about. The guy shoots 12 percent, so a guy is leading a team in a three point shooting era to the highest scoring team in the league, and he can't shoot for shit. It just shows how dominant he is. Luckily, I was fortunate enough to go to a game in LA versus Giannis. And, and you know, I've seen him on TV, obviously, a lot. But, man, seeing him in person was a whole different level, man. And I don't know if anybody ever here reads Bill Simmons, but he, he, he talked about it in one of his last little pieces that he wrote about there's no one that's to, to watch in person that is more amazing than Giannis. Like, he's not – he's literally like a not a, not a human being, man. Um, another thing is last year Milwaukee was seventh in the East, you know, so – now they're second in the league. They might be right around third in the league, but they've made a hell of a jump, man. Giannis has taken his game to another level. I want to see him the next year take it to the three to add that three pointer. But man, his euro step is just incredible, man. How much how much ground he covers and how quick his feet are. How hard he's worked to to get his body to the level it is right now. Uh, and, you know, I said that to you about you know he's only twenty four. Should D Rose was what twenty one when he got his MVP. So. Um, another thing is the the Bucks play D, uh, and that's he's the leader on that. They have the highest differential in the NBA from their uh, points scored and points allowed. Uh, the dude's just putting together a man all around season, and and you feel like if he's not there for a game, man, they're they're fucked. You know the Bucks are nothing without him. So all that was pretty much to say I agree with you, bro. Giannis. Yeah, man, I'm gonna have to agree with both you guys too. Giannis has been just absolutely killing and another stat that really sticks out to me is while he is shooting 12 percent from three he's averaging 19 points in the paint i don't know that hasn't been done since shaq he leads the league no yeah that's 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 what i said yeah yeah. right so that's you know that's shaq like and he has the bucks playing you know they're at the second um seed in the west or in the east right now excuse me they're projected for 55 wins, which is second in the East, right behind the Raptors. So, with all that given, you know, with all that being said, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm thinking, you know, MVP for Giannis. Bucks are yeah. Bucks are currently tied with the Nuggets for the second best record in the entire NBA, and they were the seventh seed last year in the East, which probably would have made you like. Uh, 15th, 18th in the NBA? I don't know. Shit. You would have been back there. I mean, Giannis, man, it, it, this is, he's coming into his own, man. You've seen it when he got drafted, and every year the dude's just gotten better and better. 
And he knows. The thing is, now he realizes who he is and what he's capable of every single play. Right. So. Man, some guys, some other guys, like I, I, I kind of did on a rating system. So I did one, two, three, four, five. I did my top five guys. So at, at number two, I had Kevin Durant as my as my surprise as my MVP. Number three, I had Embiid. Number four, I had Kawhi. But I was thinking about flip flopping those two. And number five was LeBron. I had, and then I had an asterisk by Curry because he hasn't put, but he hasn't, you know, he's missed so much time, so I couldn't really give him that. And then. I had AD in there, but they're so bad that I just could not. Are they that bad, though? They're yeah, not, they're bad. They're not looking so good. Yeah, but, I mean, they're not like the Suns bad. They're slated for 44 win, 44 and 38. Right. Which would be the eighth seed. And, you know, as we've seen in history, nobody outside of Russ has been an, uh, an MVP with lower than a 60, but Russ, but that was like a special one because Russ averaged that MVP. So, which he still averaged that cr- triple double. It's crazy right now. We still have a guy averaging a triple double in the NBA and he's not on anybody's top five, probably MVP race. And so we have, we have a buddy who just made an argument to us that Paul George should be MVP. And I mean, it's, we love PG and, and the, his argument was, that when PG doesn't play well, they don't win. What other MVP candidate's team success relies that much on that player's individual performance? I mean, it's probably a lot of these guys. Well, I mean, we've seen we've seen the Raptors blow teams out without Kawhi. I mean, Giannis, I would say. I think Giannis is right there. AD. No, for, what about I would say Jay, What about uh, what about Harden? AD Harden. I feel like if Harden's not there and Chris Paul was healthy, they could still beat some teams. I think Dame, Dame would be Harden another one. I think Harden has like the, or not Harden. I think AD has like, I always forget the name of the metric, but the highest like, as far as associated with him on the floor and wins for the team. I think it's Anthony Davis has that, but I always forget there's the that. Name that's probably the called. war wins above replacement. Yeah, but the offensive rating with him and Drew Holiday together is the best in NBA. It's projected for like a sixty win team, but without one another, they're like. You know, it's if it's one without the other, then it's a f- low forty win team. So I I just can't like you know, I want you know I want Anthony Davis to be in this discussion, but his team success plays such a, a vital role in it. Um, what when yeah with uh, Kawhi, I couldn't move him higher because he's missed some time. You know, he sits out some back to backs. And the team has performed well without him. So, you know, how does that measure MVP? You know what I'm saying? So, if your team is killing without you, they blew out the Warriors. Right. Without you. You know what I'm saying? So, and then, of course, LeBron. LeBron's, he's playing good basketball. It's just crazy because he's always, he could always be there. And he's playing a career low in minutes, minus his rookie season, 34 minutes a game. Career low in minutes. But he's averaging his numbers are right up there with every year, if not yeah, better. Yeah, tw- fourth in the league in scoring, twenty eight, averaging eight rebounds, seven assists. The dude's a machine, man. So, man, I mean, this is obviously this is all subject to change. You know, giving teams records will change, and guys' performances, maybe injuries. Hopefully, not injuries. We never want to see anybody get injured, and you know, 
Hopefully, Chris Paul, Chris Paul got injured tonight. Hamstring injury. Hopefully, it's nothing too severe. But those hammies are nothing to play with. So hopefully, he has a nice recovery, quick recovery. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sano's not here tonight. He had a work obligation. Uh, you know, it's almost Christmas. You know, he's got Christmas parties. He works for he works for the man Jeff, man Jeff the billionaire. But uh, he picked Curry, so let's just move he, on. He picked Giannis. He picked Giannis. Wow, so we had a unanimous BTST MVP. So unanimous far. MVP, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Rookie of the Year is close to unanimous. Who is your, if you were to give it a top five, or who would be your second MVP? Mm-hmm. Man, that's a tough one, man. Like uh, I said, KD, you were surprised. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can go KD, man, because that. Are you they, not a fan? Oh, I mean, of, of his game, major, but of him, no. <laughs> No, but, of my prediction or of my like. No, because I, I feel like second. they didn't play that good without Curry when he was supposed to be the leader, you know? Even when Draymond's out too, who's a huge part of that team. He is, but KD's supposed to be that guy to just keep it pushing, man. You know? And, and I mean, I, I'd have him up there, but not probably not two. I mean, I think, I think uh, LeBron's right there. Embiid's right there. I really like Embiid with the Sixers. He's doing his thing, man, with those guys, man. He's holding it down every single night. You even know? though even though he's complaining now. Hey, well. Man, he's a stretch five, and he doesn't like being a stretch that's five. That's fine. MVP Shaq complained a lot. But they're 11-4 and four since Jimmy Butler got there. 11-4 and four is good. Right. So we should. Well, I'm just saying. It's kind of hard. It's, it's, a, it's a big adjustment when you have such a ball-dominant player playing, and you're fucking a floor spacer. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he's still 26-13. Two blocks. Like and, he, and he hits the tray ball. Almost four assists. And he plays hard as fuck on D. Um, and then, man, I just feel like I didn't, I didn't know if the Lakers would be this good, but they are this good this year. And that's with like, okay, there's been Rondo injuries. Uh, Ingram's hurt, you know, and they're really just throwing it out there with Lonzo and, and Kuzma. Like his, the team isn't really that stacked like the, that he's been winning with. And, you know, what's the staple, man? Right. LeBron wins. Like people are like, oh, he's not a winner. He lost in the finals. Like, okay, but he's always won the regular season in the playoffs. No, I give that to you. I mean, look at this. I mean, I agree. If I had to go number two, it'd probably be LeBron. But as Charlie alluded to, winning. What? What's the? What? What wins are is, uh, Cleveland on pace for right now? Like 17, 18 wins for the year. What's That's wins? trash. Twenty-two. Exactly. And what's the wins that uh, the Lakers are on pace for? What fifty? They're probably close. I mean, 45. You know, so, and LeBron in year 16, is that, tw- what, 27, 7, and 6? Six, six, six tw- 28, 8, and 7. Oh, my. You got to be kidding me. So, <laughs> I mean, wherever he goes, I agree with Charlie. You know, he's in place to win. Is he? His team's in better to win. And it's only getting better, and he's doing that on less minutes, and he's at his pretty much his career averages are maybe slightly better, which is nuts. Um, yeah, yeah, he might not win nuts. the title, but you can't just you know dismiss what the kid's doing on the court. Right. He brought, he's bringing back the Lake Show. Hey, you know? I didn't want to see it, but they're here. But yeah, man, we're gonna slide over to Rookie of the Year. Uh, I'll I'll start first. I mean, for me, it was it was easy, man. Luca. Does anyone not have Luca? Nah, I have Luca. Who you got, Bruce? 
I have a yeah. Luka I mean, then we can well. do, we can all yeah. just have a discussion. We don't, you know, Luca's just he's just looking like a future MVP, man. Eighteen and seven and almost five. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and he's nineteen. The right in the playoff hunt right now, and he's he's leading the team. He's he's helped leading the clubhouse. They're the AC. His teammates all like him. Um, Shit, the offense runs through him. He's yeah. Yes, I saw. He's third in the NBA in step back jumpers. Harden's one, LeBron's two, and this nineteen year old foreign kid is number three, which is crazy to me that he's he's. He's, he's killing, the go-to. Man. He's their go-to scorer in the clutch, right? Already, he's and he's, and he's the playmaker, which is even crazy. He's led them so. in scoring in like, I mean, almost half the games, in like half their games as a rookie, which is impressive. And they're winning, like relatively. Um, he's led them in assists uh, seven times, um, and I mean, you know, he's got they got a couple losses, like a one point loss to the Lakers. They lost an OT game to the Spurs. You know, if you cha- if you change a couple of those, give them two more wins and two less losses, they're right there with everybody, man. So I yeah. mean, Lucas, it's unanimous, man. I mean, you know, we hate to be boring and all have the same pick, but when dudes are just overwhelmingly the guy, I mean, that's no slouch. DeAndre Ayton's no slouch either. He's he's having a pretty good season statistically. Fifteen point fifteen point six, ten point five, a block. But there was even some shit about him. Members like man, they might have to reduce his minutes. Well, shit, he didn't start one game because right. of lack of uh, defensive focus. Right, and then yeah, that's, and that's why I was gonna just say you can that lack of defensive focus. Don't forget about uh, JJJ. He's playing well as Jaren well. Jaron Jackson. I mean, Trey Young's kind of doing his thing too, but he's he's shooting really poorly from the field, and they're so bad. But even Bagley's solid. Bagley's been playing he's well. He's not rookie of the year candidate necessarily, but he's solid. And Jaron Jackson's been hooping. Right. Jaron's had his moments. Trey Young's 15 and a half and seven, but he's shooting like 23% from three. Right. He was trying to say it was a phase, but he's like, struggling. He but. said he already hit the rookie wall. But I'm like, dude, you guys have played. Well, they played more games they've in college. Played 30 games. And that's what you play in college. So 30 how are to you, 35 how are you tops. hitting the rookie wall already? Hey. He's getting beat up, man. My man's little. It must be because, I mean, tra- college, you travel every other day. You know, it's two times a week or whatever. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not in the NBA, so I, I'm not – I wouldn't know. But I'm just saying, like, damn, you've only played 30 games, and that's what you played in, right? you know, at Oklahoma last year. So, well, man, but he's but he's been – he's had some impressive games. He's had some impressive He's battled games. it out with Luka. Right, he. I mean, shit, seven assists. That's pretty solid. Right, he's top that, ten. That's real solid. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all got Luca. I mean, the kid is just confident, man. He has, he has the tools. He's got the size, and you know, they still say he's got to, he's got to work on his diet. He still likes his McDonald's and his fast food. And once he really buys into the NBA diet and the regimen, I mean, the dude's gonna be a monster, man. But yeah, I mean, enough said. Luca's gonna be. I mean, he looks like he's gonna be all time great, man. The Mavericks got them one. Right. Well, man, yeah, we can just slide on over to uh, Defensive Player of the Year. We'll see if we got some differential. Differentiation. Shit, I got Anthony Davis. Oh, AD. So I have someone different. Do you, I, you got someone different, Bruce? I do. Okay. I had Anthony Davis because he's top three in blocks and he's averaging almost two steals a game. So I just – I mean, it, individually, he's – 
a fucking beast. He's like a spider on the court, bro. He's everywhere. His arms everywhere. And then shit, he's averaging 12 rebounds a game, which obviously rebounding is a... Whoa. Sorry, I don't know if you guys can hear that. Next to our pod area, there's a fucking dog barking, but... Um, yeah, Anthony Davis. That's Bruce's service dog, Lazarus. <laughs> that's not that's not my dog. I don't know what that that's, is. That's not Lazarus. Thanks. No, no, man, that doesn't oh. have a dog. Oh my bad. So yeah, no, AD's man. He's that's my guy. I think he's you know, if healthy. I think he'll he'll end up winning that bitch. Who do you guys got? Go ahead, Bruce Lee. Oh, okay. Um, for me, uh, I've got. Um, I was really Ooh. this was a couple uh, guys. It's really uh, close, but I I went with. Um, uh, I just love how he's resurrected, not resurrected his career, but just rejuvenated himself. But I have Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol. Interesting. Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah, yeah. I I just just the way um, he's. He's the anchor of the best defensive team in the league. Um, I think he's just leading. I just love his his veteran leadership. I think he's doing a great job of of commanding the defense and putting people in the right places for assignments. Um, I, obviously, it helps that JJ is next to him. And if you don't know, JJ leads leads all rookies in blocks and third and steals. And I think that just has to do with Gasol's presence and putting the team where they need to be. I like uh, it. I like it. He has, yeah, he's got like the sixth best defensive rating in the league. He's averaging over two blocks a game. Um, I just think he's just doing a, a really good job. And I just try it's, to, I don't it's know, it's crazy. I think of somebody outside, outside the, outside the box. Oh, Bruce thinking outside the box. I never would have thought. Yeah. Okay. Bruce trying to find an but, outlier. That out, not an outlier. Just, just. You know what's crazy is when you. I mean, both of you guys have good selections, and you look at AD, and you look at Mark Gasol, and you couldn't have two different type of bodies and athleticism, <laughs> but yet they're both very effective in their own way. Like you, yeah. like because when I hear you say, "Oh, Gasol's got two point seven blocks a game," I'm like, "Oh, that's good." And the dude came fucking jump. Then you got Anthony Davis, who can he can't he's not jumping out the gym, but he's pretty goddamn athletic, and he's super long and fast. But it's just how just it's just that's what ba- basketball is so beautiful, man. You know, they two do it guys different from ways, obviously, in very different ways through athleticism. Uh, he's got bounce. Uh, Gasol's probably more about timing, timeliness, position, picking his spot, position, um, and then obviously rotations and stuff like that. So I think it's just yeah, they're doing it in different ways. I know that's um, that's awesome. And I just you know when I was looking at top flight defensive teams i just he just stood out to me and, and that was one of them and they're and they're and it's obviously attributed to their team success no one thought memphis would be where they're at probably right now Facts. Um, they don't you. switch they don't switch anything they play in the in the era of switch everything defensive they are a, a model of the old way where you're going to get through every screen you're going to fight every you're going to contest it it's just you know, and so who's the who's the anchor of that? And that's and that's Gasol. So, you know, yeah, because it used to be like Tony Allen was a big part of that. But, you know, guys have come and gone and, and Colleen Gasol, man, that's like Stockton and Malone, man. Like, Maybe. yeah, they're not going to win no title and they might not be as good as Stockton and Malone. But every year, bro, it's never an easy W in the grindhouse. It was never an easy W uh, uh, in Utah when you had to go against those two. 
You know, and it's funny because Stockton alone, like those, you know, look at those two dudes that couldn't have been more different. You look at Conley and Gasol, two dudes that, you know, I don't know if they kick it off the floor of their homies, but their chemistry on the court, man, is is, is man. as good as any two in the league. Yeah, it's, it's some some serious, and they're right in the thick of things for a, for a playoff berth. Um, and you know, Mike Connolly, I think he, you know, he has a chance to be an All Star. Cool fact about the Grizzlies, though, is they have two former Defensive Player of the Years on their team. Okay, and those are Marcus Gasol. Marcus Gasol won six years ago. And. And. And I'm trying to think of who's on the squad, man. Damn, who who's who's relevant on that team? Oh, it's a good one. You guys are gonna like. What this. position is he? It's a big man. See, big man. Is she big man? Is she big man? Oh, let me think. A big man. Nah, he's a backup big on that squad. Hashim Tabit. Uh, no, I don't know who it is. Fucking Joe Kim Noah. Oh Joe yeah, because he just signed. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Joe Kim Noah, man. Yeah. Crazy, fucks with it. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Yep. No, yeah, Memphis, right, man, the grindhouse. Yeah, who do you got, Chuck? So me and me and Sano coincidentally have the same guy. And I don't know if I'm really going outside the box, but I'm going away from the traditional type of pick for the award. You're picking a guard? I'm going with Cove, man. Rocco, Covey. Interesting. We both took Robert Covington. I don't know why Sano did. He probably just wanted to do it because I did it because Sano likes to copy me. But, man, yeah, I went with Covington, man. Um I mean, a dude. So, so one of the main reasons is Minnesota's defensive rating went from 28th to second since the trade. That's crazy. Cause, shit. Sorry. Because Jimmy Butler is a pretty solid. Fucking, I know he's Jimmy Butler's a great defense. defender, but Covey, man, I think he just gets. I don't know. I think Covey's got those other guys to buy in more. That, that Butler kind of isolated people, and I like Butler. Um, uh, I think it's obviously changed now, but when I did my, when I did my homework, they were, he was, uh, two steals away from being the league leader in steals on the year, on the season. Um, and yeah, man, just that rating and, and just Covey's known as a really good defender. You know, he was a really good defender on Philly. And when, when he wasn't there, man, they, it, it hurt a lot. Cause yeah, Simmons is big and long when he was uh, for Philly, but he didn't really guard fools. He didn't really use his body like that. But Covey, man, he's the dude that every team needs. He just plays yeah, hard. He's and literally, he's 3 and D to the T. Yeah, I don't think he takes anything. Like he, he might take a couple shots at the hoop, but he's not taking any other type of, of shots. You know, threes and, and shots at the hoop. No, no mid-rangers for him at all. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, Sano, he, he chose the same thing. So... Uh, Rocco, we haven't, I don't know, it's been years since there was a non-big man who has, yeah, right now Covington's three steals off the league lead behind Paul George. He's sandwiched in between Russ and PG. But you, you're thinking of, of total. Total steals. Yeah. Total steals. So he's got 60, and PG's got 63. Right. But uh, it's been a long time since a non-big man was, you know, GP? G- man, GP was a straight point guard, obviously, as we all know here. Who's the last wing? Uh, I can't remember. Kawhi. Kawhi. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, shit. yeah. There it is. Duh, Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Draymond, Draymond's kind of. Well, Draymond's a big, but he's. He's in between. Yeah, he's, he, like a, he's a four, but he plays some small three, four, ball five. five. Yeah, three, yeah. four, five. Or he guards that three, four, five. But yeah, man, Covey's, uh, I mean, not like the T Wolves are really out there wrecking shop, you know, but they've definitely they've been better of a team since 
their star left. Cat uh, has picked it up. You know, Carl Anthony's picked it up a little bit. Wiggins is still kind of the same dude he always is. I think he'll always be that guy. He gets those empty stats, you know. But, hey, someone's got to get them. Someone's got to fill the stat sheet. Yeah, I mean, they're 14 and 17 right now. But those guys are – Rocco is a really good um, – how can I say this? Not a really good – he's a – oh, he's a really good fit under Tom Thibodeau. He's yeah, a Tib he guy. He's a workhorse. Right. Guy who will play hella minutes, a guy mm-hmm. who will just defend – uh, low maintenance type of guy. I think those, like those grinders. I think that's the, the type of cat that Tibbs likes. Yep, for sure. So yeah, that's that's our defensive players of the year. And then what you want to do next? Most improved or six man? Let's go. You? Let's hit that. Let's hit that six man. All right, six man. Bruce, who do you got? Uh, it's a tough man. one, man. There was like nine guys. I feel like nine. There was a lot of dudes really? I could have thrown out there for six man I myself. Wrote, I just man, I took I wrote three down, and I, I I have one I feel pretty good about. Okay, Bruce, who do you got? Uh, me for me, I got Mon- Montrez. Harold. He, he was one of my yep. guys. He was one of my guys. Yep. Damn. Yeah. That's who Sano has too. I mean, 50, yeah. fifteen I mean, points there a game. Is a lot. I mean, I I will agree. There is um, a lot of guys out there. You know what's funny is, of... oh, you're right. No, I'm gonna let you get into your pick. I'm, pull, I'm doing that Kanye right now. You know, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you win. But no, it's funny that the Montrez Harold pick. I almost went Montrez Harold too. So right? did I. And and the funny he, thing is, is but the thing is, three. is he, is he a sixth man or a seventh man? Because the sixth man of the year is also on his team. So it's so crazy. They they come in together, right? Like Lou Will and Montrez Harold. I was at that Clipper game. And Lou Will is the finisher. Like, he he's the he he's the finisher for that team. Like when it mattered, I mean, to, Tobias Harris gets buckets. Danilo Gallinari's the dude. But Montrez Harold to me was the heart and soul of that team, man. When I was there in person, you see those guys rally around him, and he has so much energy that he brings off the bench, even if he's seventh man, because Lou Will might be sixth. Um, but yeah, man, go ahead and keep telling me why Harold's Harold's no, your sixth I mean, man. Uh... I just, you know, and you can see he, his minutes obviously scaled up. He went from kind of the beginning of the year, 17 minutes to 26 minutes. So, obviously, it's kind of hard with the six men to kind of take in their season stats. He kind of obviously got to do it by a, a per per 36-minute rating or something. But if you look at his per 36. Oh, that's exactly what I looked at, too. Go ahead. Um, you would get He'd be like at 22 points, almost 10 boards. Averaging almost two, pretty much like two blocks and in a steal a game. That's that's pretty good. But I mean, what I like about him, just seeing, watching, being in Southern California, I wa- I watch a lot of. We get a lot of Lakers and Clippers games, and um, this dude's re- just uh, activity, like his motor, is ridiculous. Like it's a, that's what I saw in person. They rally around this dude, bro. When he yeah. gets in there, like when he gets an N one. When he gets an and one, the 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 stadium goes nuts every and one that he gets because it's usually just like a a putback. You know, he, what's he shooting like sixty two percent from the field? He's a very efficient. Is that and that thing is a lot of times you can have a lot of hustle and bustle and not be efficient, but this guy's really a very efficient scorer. But he puts energy and he doesn't settle. And I think that's what I I don't know. Maybe it's 
my reflected on my own self. I felt, you know, I felt like I went to the cup. I went strong to settle. And I said, it's the same thing I, you know, see with him where instead of settling for, you know, a easy put back or jumper, he's going hard. Like I'm going to go attack the rim and get fouled. I'm not going to uh, lay up a floater. I'm going to go into the contact. And I, I really uh, appreciate that, you know, that he's not afraid of the contact. He's not afraid to get in there and rough and tumble uh, and whatnot. And I think that obviously, like you said, the team, feeds off that energy that he brings in night in and night out like that. But he does it in an effective manner. So that's my that was my guy there. Um just a here's a interruption to the podcast, you guys, but don't let Bruce fool you. He settles so much for the outside oh. jump shot. That's why in high school he shot forty two percent from on jumpers alone. Fifty eight <laughs> from the line. So don't let him fool you. There's no and way Bruce shot forty percent on jumpers. <laughs> see, <laughs> I was like being, twenty-eight. I was being see, I was being nice. And, oh and, my god! And oh he he led probably led Metro in in tip rebounds or tip putbacks. Oh my god! And Bruce doesn't shoot jumpers; he shoots flingers. <laughs> right. I had a very high field goal f- percentage, and my my player officiating ready had to be extremely hey, high. So my per thirty, my per thirty-six that. was off the charts. <laughs> Yeah, yours. <laughs> you just had to multiply it by. You had to multiply my season numbers by eighteen. I'm <laughs> playing two minutes a game. I was killing though. Oh my gosh. Uh, but no, let's, yeah. Let's go back. Let's go back into. <laughs> go ahead, Chuck. What's your, Chuck? What's so your? I, uh, I, I got to say real quick. I my bad. I read Sano's pick wrong. Sano didn't have Harold for a six man. He had him for something else. Mm. But his six man was Sabonis. Interesting. That's a good pick. It is a very good pick. Um, and he was on my list. Sabonis was on my list uh, of guys for six man. But very because I've been saying since last year to people that would listen to me that Sabonis is damn near better than Miles Turner, if not better. Turner's been playing well the last week and a half. I'm going to give it to him. He's had some big games. Sabonis has been consistent as hell off the bench for the entire season. Yeah, but yeah. So my bad. I, I read um, <clears throat> Sano's thing wrong, but. I was so close. I had a few other guys. I was looking at Randall. I thought Randall's been doing his thing uh, for New Orleans. Uh, there's, I, I'm not going to say any more names because Adam might have them, but I'm going to go with the guy, man. Uh, <clears throat> I've, I've gave him a couple nicknames over the years. I've been riding with him. He's, he's not everyone's <laughs> guy, but uh, smooth operator, man. The shrewd operator. The yep. shrewd criminal. The guy who's accepted, he was a 20-point-per-game player as a starter in the NBA on a bad team. He's accepted a six-man role for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I'm going to go with Dennis Schroeder, the shrewd criminal. That's a solid pick. He's, man, he, he you know, he, yeah, he's not uh, getting rebounds and shit necessarily like a, a, a Harold, but he's getting assists. He's getting like five assists a game, yep. which, is, which is pretty solid for an off-the-bench point guard, um, and he's also helped contribute to Paul George's type of season. Um, I mean, it's crazy. He's getting five assists when Russell's averaging the league leading assists. But Shooters came in. He's accepted his role. He's averaging, I think it was about 17 a game. It might have changed a little bit since my since my, my numbers. Uh, 16.6. Yeah. And, man, that's impressive, man. And he's he's been a third scorer on that team when they need it, you know. Especially off the bench. And he's accepted. And the thing, he's, he's improved his three-point percentage a lot. He could never shoot threes really last year or the year before that with the Hawks. But when he played for his national team this summer, he said he really worked on his three-point shot, and it's shown. Um, and I'm going to go with, with Schroeder, man. Yeah, he's been real vital to OKC's success. 
last year they had Raymond Felton as the backup point guard. So anytime Russ went out, their offense kind of flailed without him. And now they have Schroeder, who they've been playing Russ and Schroeder together, which has been neat. And, you know, Russ was hurt. Russ missed the first four games or no, missed the first three games, two games. And then he got hurt. He had his ankle injury, so he was out. But they they went on a winning streak without him. Schroeder was right there at the helm with Paul George. So Absolutely. You know, 16 and a half, four rebounds, four, almost five assists. I can't knock it. Yeah, man. He's, he, you know, his, his three brothers hand is up to 34%, but in the past, it was always in like the low 20s. Yeah. So, and it's just tough for a guy who's been a starter and he's been a proven player in the league and he's still young to go and accept the bench role. It's kind of like how Jamal 206 his own did in, the, in, the, in pr- maybe the prime of Jamal's career. He got relegated to the bench and he embraced it for the rest of his career. In Atlanta, yeah. You know, and, and, and it worked out well for him. Um, you know, something I wanted to bring up real quick when we're, earlier we were talking about Mike Conley. There was a question I thought about the other day because we know Mike Conley, you said Mike Conley could be an all-star and I'm definitely not against that, but there's so many damn guards, it's hard. And that's why he hasn't been an all-star yet. But he's so consistent. It, could he be a type of guy that never gets an all-star but could have a shot at Hall of Fame? I mean, he's... Uh, at, but I think Hall of Fame... when You, you need accolades. It, when you need Hall of Fame, you need accolades. And... His, he played one season in college. He has no, like, USA right. or I mean, anything he's, like that. It's just if he averages, like, 18 and 7 for fucking 12 years, Man, you would Man, you would have to really get some accolades. Yeah. Though. But, some you know, other type it's of crazy. Accolades. Yeah, but, I mean, it's an interesting perspective, an extra interesting thought. Because he could, he could end up as, some, as a pretty pretty solid assist guy, scoring guy, Never, but he's never the top three, four best player at his position in the league, but... Yeah, I don't. I agree with Adam. I think you need them some accolades. I think you need a. Um, I mean, how deep have they? How deep of a playoff run? Yeah, they've only they made it on? to the conference finals once. You know, so I think it's just he just got stuck in a really guard-dominated era for sure. Um, so yeah, but I'll let Adam. Adam, who's your pick? Man, I'm going with. Shit! If there was an award for this, he would win it too. If you would win Comeback Player of the Year, everybody—I oh, know who it is. Everybody writ this, writ, wrote this dude off. They're hating on him when he signed in Cleveland. When fucking he signed, with, when he got re- traded and released, and he left the team, contemplated you know his future. Now yep. he he resigned with Tibbs, or he signed with Tibbs. Did work in the playoffs. Resigned. Everyone still clowns on him. Hate hates on him. But shit, Derrick Rose is my sixth man of the he's year. He's a candidate, and he was on my list. Shit, he's nineteen points a game, three rebounds, almost eight assists. Or I'm sorry, almost five assists. But this guy has transformed his game to where he is shooting forty seven percent from three. To put that in perspective, Clay Thompson shooting thirty five percent from three. Unbelievable. I think Derrick Rose had never shot over 40% in a season. And Clay Thompson had never really shot under 40% in a season. And you look at that. Derrick Rose has just been unbelievable. And, you know, I mean, he had 51 game earlier this year. Shout out to year. 50 from D. Rose? Man, and his, it, just a story of how he I has know, to take care I'll of his body. How he has to prepare his body, recover, you know, uh, do the... You know, take care of the wear and tear 
that goes on to you know goes into a game and on his body and how you have to he has to do all these types of treatment man it's just hella inspiring so i'm definitely rocking with d rose man it's a hell of a story and it would be dope i sincerely hope the writers if he stays healthy and is on this current trajectory i hope the writers or the voters or whoever you know show him some love and give him that award that'd be dope can't be mad at derrick rose winning any award man so what we got next most improved most improved man this is such a i mean it's we're 30 games in it's it's a little tricky to to um really see who's like really made some improvements but one name that he actually could have won six man of the year one name that i'll go with is spencer dinwiddie i love dinwiddie out of colorado um, so he's gonna be my pick 17 and a half points a game f- five assists pretty much i i i personally love him more than d'angelo russell but it's a prefer- agreed it's a preference thing you know that's not to knock d'angelo russell but dinwiddie he's a bit shot big shot maker and he's hit some big shots as russell has they've played together but i think he's been a staple for that brooklyn team who's rare who's just tallied off what's that seven in a row you said yep seven in a row and you know he just re-signed he got a, an extension he sure did he got paid he got this guy used to be in the D League or excuse me the G League. He was like had major surgery, man, and went to the NBA. He's had a hell of a ride to get where he's at, and it's paid off. Brooklyn's been a hell of a home for him. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, yeah, he got a three year extension, so that's good for him. I'm happy for him. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't know if he's gonna win it, win it, but I'm, I think he has a good shot. Who you got, Bruce? You know who I got, man. I've mentioned him before. We don't man. know who you, you got, got, man. You know who I am. I'm messing with that Siakam. Oh, Siakam. Yeah, Siakam's, Siakam. Siakam's solid. Man, bro, this dude balling. I mean, he's averaging just under 15 points per game, over six boards a game. Uh, he's, he run, I mean, what big runs? He runs the floor extremely well. He plays solid defense. His decision making's improving. He, he can he can uh, run or you know catch, play above the rim. He can defend. He's long. He's rangy. He's quick. He can even handle the ball pretty well as a big. Uh, I, I just like him. I like his vibe, his energy. He's improved tremendously for the team with the best record in the Eastern Conference. Um, Wait, the best record in the Eastern guy. Conference? What'd you say? I said for the for the for the Raptors best record. Oh, oh, in the East, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. In the East, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> what What did you think I said? I thought you said I thought you just said that the, they had the best. I was thinking of uh, Dimwitty for some reason. No, no, best record no. in the conference. <laughs> no, not the Nets. No, not the Nets. Right. Um. <clears throat> so no, that's my Siakam man. I I I love I love the game, and I think he's just going to keep keep getting better. He he reminds me. He has a little bit. Please I mean, don't say have... you. What's up? I said, please don't say he reminds you. He reminds you of himself, of yourself. No, no, he reminds me. I mean, he doesn't have quite the play, quite the playmaking and passing, but <laughs> I feel like uh, Draymond. 
Oh, okay. Okay, like a poor man's dream. Right, because he can run the floor and all that. Yeah, he can run the floor, all that. I think he can, he can guard multiple positions. Um, he's uh, he doesn't not, not quite the playmaker or passer. You know what? I I don't know. I think he's a better ball handler. Ball handler, and I was saying more at more athletic. I think he's better longer. at making. I think he's better than Draymond at making a pass on off the dribble. So, Draymond gets a lot of credit for being a great passer, and I've talked about this before. But look who he passes to. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, good job. You passed to Steph Curry. You should. You passed to Klay Thompson. You should. And then you have another guy that you should probably pass the ball to. So I don't want to give him too much credit for being a great passer. But I like your pick, man. He was he was one of my he was one of my main three. Well, I guess I had Dinwiddie on there too. Uh, but I want to read something that I had seen before when Adam was talking about Dinwiddie about Dinwiddie's journey. Like, he tore his ACL's junior year in college. He was a 38th draft pick in the second round. He spent his first two, two, two years in the D League before it was even the G League. He was then traded and then waived by the Bulls. Played for the Windy City Bulls, right? Then the Nets, so he played, played for the, uh, Detroit, SVG. You know, Scott Van, or, uh, uh, Van Gundy wasn't really rocking with him that much. That's right. You know? The Nets signed him as their fourth-string point guard. Two years later, he signs a three-year deal for forty-some million. It's crazy. You know, I remember when he won the skills competition. Yeah, last year. Yeah, but hey, man, shout-outs to him, man. He made it, man. Pac-10. Actually, he was the reason for the Pac-12. I was gonna say I thought he was, but Colorado was the reason to turn to the Pac-12. But um, there was there was uh, the other couple guys I was looking at, man. Was uh, was it was Siakam? I was looking at Zach Levine. Um, but I decided to go with my guy, man. Sandal gives me a lot of shit, but my guy, I'm going with De'Aaron Fox. Mm, I thought about that. Good, good pick. I had I had Fox, Siakam, and Rose in my consideration. So yeah, I had Dinwiddie, Fox, and Randall in mine. Yeah. So that was. Right um, I mean, there. Fox has gone from 13 and five to almost 18 and eight. I mean, he had a hell of a game last night against Westbrook. Uh, he went from 30 to 41 percent on three pointers. He went from 41 to 47% on field goal percentage. His PER went from 11 to 19. Sacramento's in the playoff hunt when they've been, they've been bad for seven years. They've been shit organization. He's got them right there, I think, one game above 500. <clears throat> and, you know, usually guys, you know, he may, he's making that second-year leap because you look at last year, you had Donovan Mitchell was killing, Ben Simmons was killing, Tatum was a killer. And now you can argue that, that I mean, he hasn't been doing it as long as those dudes, or he hasn't done it on the big stage like Tatum has. But Fox is right there with all those guys, man. Like, all, like if Simmons has kind of stayed stagnant. You know, Mitchell's probably stayed the same. Tatum's got other issues with the team because he's got so many other players to deal with. But none of them have taken a leap because they were already better. That that Fox has. So Fox has only been doing it for thirty games this 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 season, but. He deserves to be right there with those dudes as, you know, because last year, man, he really wasn't, he wasn't that good. Like, he was shaky. He could shoot. He made a lot of bad decisions. But now he's learning how to switch, switch the court, drive left, whip that pass to the right side corner. He's figuring these things out, man, and how to be a professional every day and day out. And if you ever hear the kid do an interview, man, he's, he's energetic. He's fun to listen to. He's, he's humble. He's happy to be in the league. He knows where he's at. And, and he wants to work hard every day, man. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Fox, even though shout-out to 206, man, Zach Levine, man. 
coming back from that that injury, and this was the actual first offseason he got to uh, train instead of rehab, and it's showing, man. He just got hurt, but he's yeah, averaging. Yeah, he's out two to four weeks. He was he was averaging 27 a game for the first few weeks. Now he's down a little bit, a little lower in the 20s, but Zach Levine's killing, man. And, and Siakam, like you say, he's doing his thing. And there's uh, For most improved, so that's where Sano had Montrez Harrell. Because Harold wasn't really unknown. He was just a dime a dozen big. Like, anybody could take him if they wanted him. No one really cared to have Harold. But, like you said, he's doing his thing this year. He's he's getting his. He's eating. So that was Santos' pick for Montrez Harold. Earlier I fucked that up and said six-man, but his six-man was Sabonis. <clears throat> but, yeah, I think we all got some good candidates. We'll see how, how the rest of the season shakes out. Uh, let's just go slide on over to Coach of the Year. I'll let, I'll let uh, SoCal's own say it. All right, man. Um, Coach of the year I got is um, that guy, Doc. Doc Rivers, Doc okay. Rivers, man. Tell him. Uh, yeah, I'm just I – mean, did anyone see the Clippers putting themselves in position? I mean, they've slipped a little bit. I think – I believe they're right now the fifth, fifth seed in the West. Um, they might have dropped a little bit. They're right around there for they're, sure. They're the sixth yeah, seed right, right now, yeah. but they're going to win, so they might be okay. back to the fifth. Okay. Or they might win, yeah. So they might win, okay. So, I mean, just the – I don't think anybody saw what he's able to do with a, this kind of cast of, uh, of of solid players, you know, that he's gotten to buy in, play a certain way, play for each other, and risk to, to the level. Um that they, you know, are as far as being in a position to perhaps get a, a, a home first round game. Um, so I'm just, he's just done a really good job of molding in. I feel like uh, here's another guy that could have be, you know, a person mentioned in that, not necessarily the rookie of the year discussion, but probably will be first team all rookie, but he's gotten shot, you know, Gilgis Alexander to play very, very well. Uh, mixed in with obviously the veterans' presence on the, on the team and, to, and with Tobias Harris, and he's just done a remarkable job um, with that with that those guys, and they're ahead of schedule. So I think Doc is deserving of that nod. I agree, yeah, man. I was, shit, he has my vote. Oh, you, you were going same thing, Doc Rivers. I was either it was yeah, I was I was close to picking Nick Nurse, but. I'm going with uh, just because he's a first-year head coach. Oh, shoot. My fault. I have the mic on fucking backwards. Nick Nurse's first-year head coach has the best record in the league right now. I never even heard of this dude till this year. Yeah, I heard of his name, but I couldn't even tell you what he looked like or anything. A lot of the assistants, you can tell. You know who they are. You hear about them. I honestly never even – right. I heard the name, but I couldn't even tell you what he looked like. So he has – the best record in the league with one of the best players and they're playing well even when you Kawhi doesn't play so it's dope their pace and their offense is a little is more sped up it's a lot more fast paced than when it was under Dwayne Casey but yeah Doc Rivers is is a great pick is Doc Rivers is so a great you, pick So you taking you taking Nurse or you taking Rivers shit Actually, I wrote in my notes Nick Nurse, so I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna go Nick Nurse. Okay, well that's yeah. good because I got a I got someone else that y'all didn't take. Carlisle. Oh, okay. Nope. I got Putin he's a form he's a form yeah he's a former coach of the year. Coach, Billy Donovan. No, Coach Bud. You got mm. Bud. Yeah. So yep. so all the credit I gave to Giannis 
you know, he deserves it. But a lot of that is because Coach Bud created that, right? He's created this system um, that's pretty much said, you know what, Giannis can't shoot. So Giannis's best attribute is he gets into the paint at will, as we've talked about earlier. We don't need to expand on that. Um, but he gets into the paint. Nobody can stop him. Sometimes it's to score, but he can get in the paint, and you can see many times – I've seen these video breakdowns where it's like all five defenders converge on Giannis, right? And they still can't stop him. But what he does is he kicks it out. And that's where he gets a lot of his assists. But it's not always his assists. It's the hockey assist. So what's crazy is is that the Bucs last year were 27th in the NBA in three-pointers made. And now they're on pace to be the third. They're on pace to make third most threes all time for any team. Damn. Isn't that crazy? All time. So, yeah, they were 27th last year. They're on pace to make the third most threes all time. That's because Budenholzer came in after – so Jason Kidd got fired, and then the other coach, uh, Bunty, B- B- Bunty came in. Bunty, yeah. Bunty was a coach, and you know, no one really knew much about him. He was interim. So then they hired Coach Bud, and he looked at the team. Sometimes you need that outside opinion, like, oh, how could that team be better? It's hard to do it when you're on the inside. But – so the interesting stat is – so there's a stat on NBA.com you can go find. It's wide open threes. And the wide open three is considered to be six feet away is the closest defender. So take, they take 23 wide open threes per game. Damn. So in, in comparison, like the Spurs and the Warriors combined take less than 23 wide open threes a game. But the Spurs don't shoot a lot of threes, and the Warriors are such good shooters they don't need to be wide open. Curry takes almost every three Curry takes are someone in his face. But most teams average around – 13 to 16 wide open threes a game some you know but there's still some in single digits but they're on 23 attempts this is 23 attempts a game I'm not saying they're making that many but that's because Giannis gets into the paint dishes it out and then maybe that guy's wide open or the next guy's wide open and that's how that's how if you look at like Brooke Lopez is a standstill shooter he's not pulling off the dribble same with Brogdon he's a standstill three-point shooter Bledsoe will pull off the dribble but those guys numbers from three-point percentage when Giannis is on the court and off the court are night and day. Like, those guys shouldn't even shoot threes when Giannis is off the court. But when he's on the court, they're getting wide open ones. And, and those guys, I wouldn't really call them shooters. But when you're wide open and you're in the NBA, everybody's a shooter. Like, damn near DeAndre Jordan is a shooter in the league if he's wide open. I mean, he's not making threes. Let's, let's keep, but Dr- Drummond pulled a three off the dribble last night. Oh, it's a different team. But I'm going off about this. It just shows that Giannis, Coach Budenholzer's system that he's created for Giannis to do this so everyone else can do that. Is, is, it's just made that team from seventh place to tied for second in the whole NBA. And obviously that's why I'm going Coach Bud. You know? And like I said, it's all led by a guy who shoots 12% in the lead, or 12% from three. You know? he's, basically, he's basically turned Giannis to a 6'11 Steve Nash in terms of getting to the paint and making that, making that pass out to everybody. Right. Obviously Giannis dunks from nine feet away off one foot. But he gets into the lane, and he just finds somebody to dish it to, like Nash would get in the lane and just throw it out to somebody and get – Marion became a good three-point shooter. Stoudemire wasn't really shooting threes, but all those guys, Joe Johnson, were just shooting threes because Nash was getting dudes wide open. And that's what Budenholzer's system has done. So, you know, I rest my case. Coach Bud. Yeah. I, could, I went I, in right there. I could definitely see him winning that too, him or depending on how things end up going – if the current trajectory for them guys, I could see either Nurse or oh shit any one of these guys. It actually depends on how the Lakers or the Lakers, how the Clippers do. 
I think the most compelling cases are for Nurse and Coach Bud right now. So, yeah, you good? You good? Yeah, All right, well, shit. Sure. Well, shit. Sure. Well, well, we're gonna get into this uh, All NBA team, first team, second team, Oof. third team. And you Might know, be controversial. We'll, we'll have some arguments with the first team, but we'll, we'll try and keep it pushing here. Um, and I'll start it off with the first team. Mm-hmm. So we might all have some 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 discrepancies. So man, don't yell at me, man, because uh, the last motherfucker yelled at me, man. He, he got some missing teeth. So uh, I feel like there was eight dudes you could have put on the first team, which is crazy, man. There's a lot of elite talent. I, someone I was listening to someone talking the other day, and it was like back in the day, you know, you'd have three or four elite players in the league. Man, you got like 10 to 12 dudes. I mean, maybe 8 to 10 that are just elite NBA players, man. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of dudes in that second tier, but um, there's a lot of things to factor in. Like, did guys miss games? Were they injured? What's their team's record? Uh, what's their team's record when they don't play? Things like that. But uh, I went with uh, – I got LeBron James in there. You know, I got to have LeBron. I got to have Giannis. And then the next three, man – I had some scratching off and then some rewriting, but I went with Katie, as in, like, you know, Katie Holmes, but that's my nickname for KD. How would you do that? Man, I just said, fuck it. I'm doing my own style, man. Fuck a center. I'm saying I'm putting Giannis at center. I didn't really know. I, I know that they like to have a center, but I was just like, man, I'm just going with these three front court players, man. And I was like, I don't, you know, it's kind of like how All-Star, how they just throw them in there. I was hoping maybe they'll make a change. No, but, they ain't going to make no change. But, but I, didn't, I didn't put a center in there because these three dudes is, is just so deserving. And then I went with Kawhi and Dame. So you just went positionless. I mean, I have Kawhi. I put Kawhi as like a guard. Kawhi as, Kawhi as a guard? Yeah. At me. All At right, me. All right. <laughs> I've never seen Kawhi uh, play shooting guard, but that's cool. I mean, you do it. I, hey, you you didn't put no center, and you put Kawhi as a shooting guard. Right. I mean, hey. Kawhi handles the ball like the point guard. I, if we I, if we want to talk about it, hey, you know, you you do what you do. I'm yeah, I'm cool. I'm, but that's, all right, let me. You that's ready? my five. All right, Chuck, I see you. Um, you know, I kept it. Uh, like like it. It's been done in the past, and so I um, I was a little bit torn because sometimes some guys, some years, like Anthony Davis a couple years ago was looked at as a forward, and now they're more uh, categorizing him as a center. But this is what I went with. Um, you know, at the forward, Giannis. At the other forward, LeBron. At the center, this is where I got I, – I went back and forth, back and forth. The first team, I went with AD. Okay, at the center. At the guard, Steph Curry. Even though he's at missed all other, those games? Yeah, he missed the games. I understand. Like I th- he's, mi- he's missed. I think, I think if you look at – like you are saying there's 8 to 10 or whatever elite players, um, most of those players are front court, and because – of other guys knocking guys down to second team because you made your guys, you just picked top five. Like I could put, if I put the five best players, kind of like, I think you kind of did yours like, or whatever. Um, there would obviously be Steph might be moved out, but because of the guard pool, I think is a little bit different. And remember it's this season. So my next prayer, it's this season. We're not doing a lifetime achievement award. We're not saying mm-hmm. who, 
is the top five or top ten. We're talking about right now at the third of the year. The other guard on first team is Kimba Walker. Yeah. So I went Walker, Curry, LeBron, Giannis, AD. That's my first team. That's fair. I had I had Kimba up there too. Um, that's yeah. That's not bad. I went. You know, current how they did, how they historically did it, how they historically do it. Um, I went with with my guys was was I, I put Curry in there even though he missed so many games, but he's just been so fucking dominant in the games he's played. Despite him missing ten games or whatever it is, it's like a third of their games. Yeah, so I then just, if you translate it to eighty-two, that's like missing well, twenty-something games. He played fifty-something games last year right, and, and was still All NBA. Third team, right? Second was it? Yeah, but yeah. he would have got first if he was all, all the right. games. Yeah, so I, I just, just for what you know, just obviously this for the first whatever how many games. Harden was my other guard because he's been, he's been killing. My forwards have been are Giannis and KD. So that means LeBron is not on my list. And then my center is Embiid. So uh, and, and that's where I went I do back want, and forth oh. with Adam right there between A D and Embiid. That was my hardest my hardest choice was between those two. Eight, what, eight, oh, yeah. Uh what yeah. I was gonna say is it's, it's incredible that none of us put the NBA's leading scorer on first team. Harden? Yep. I did. Oh, I didn't hear you say Harden. Yeah, Harden was on Harden was on there. Oh, okay. He wasn't originally on there. If we would have done this last week, which we were originally slated, I changed mine. I like edited it this morning cuz I I fixed all their stats and shit. So, um yeah, I had Harden on the second team. Oh, yeah. And see. I had Kemba on the first team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, I think Dame's having a better year than Kemba. But that's just me. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's see. I mean, let's hear it. Chuck, you want to start? You keep it in order here. You want to go second team? Your second team now? Does Sano, hold on. Does Sano do his? Oh, Sano's or first no. team, yeah. I, don't, I, I didn't get Sano's. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'll, shit, I'll just go. I'll do my second team. My second team was Dame, Kemba, Kawhi, LeBron, and AD. Shit, my second team might be better than my first team. Dame. Say it again. Dame, Kemba, Kawhi, LeBron, and AD. Oh, okay. All right. My uh, second team. So Adam and I have the same 10 guys, just a couple of dudes in different spots. But I had my second team is uh, Harden, Kawhi, AD, and Embiid. Okay, yeah. So so we're right there on the – yeah. The, yeah, yeah, so like you said, same team guys, and my that I did my All NBA kind of similar to how, so where guys placed in my All in my MVP, that's where I placed them for All NBA. So obviously, you guys know I picked KD as my as my second. You know, he's runner up for MVP. That's why he's on the first team, and LeBron is LeBron is yeah. on the second team. The four. That's why I have this same mindset because my second was LeBron over and that's why LeBron right. is on first and KD's on second. Yep. So and we were talking minds think alike. So we were great talking about this alike. on the group chat of how stacked the forwards are this year as opposed to the guards. Usually every year it's the guards, but some guys like, you know, kind of like Westbrook, he's missed some games. You can make a case that um, 
Curry shouldn't even be on the list because he's missed so many games. Right. Like right now for NBA, like points per game, he's not even the there. Stats, he's not. He doesn't qualify. So the guard position seems a little bit down, even though the fucking, it's like there's so much talent, but it might be down in terms of production or, or whatever the case may be. But, um, so yeah, who you got, Chuck? So my second team is uh, Kemba, Harden, because I didn't have Harden on my first team. And then I got uh, AD, PG, and where, where is it at? Oh, and Blake. Mm. Um, even though the Pistons aren't, 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 you know, world beaters. Was Embiid your center for the first team? No, I didn't have Embiid on the first time. Remember, I didn't really have a center. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No Embiid. Interesting. Um, you were just on his nuts, and then you're not going to show him any love? Interesting. Man, but them, all them other dudes is getting it, man. Yeah, no, that's 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 fair. Um, okay, so for third team, see, like this, like I said, the guards are a little were a little bit trickier for me. So I went Kyrie. I went Kyle Lowry. PG. Blake. And shout out to Luke Seidel, Jokic. And Adam, like I said, I don't know what it is, man. I mean, we like to think the same way <laughs> off the court, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> and I have the exact same third team. Oh, wow. That's what's up. Yep. Lowry, Ert, Kyrie, PG, Blake Griffin, and Jokic. Yep. Exact same. So, you know, we both. Um, Lowry. Both wait, our... what is it? You guys have Lowry, Curry. No, Kyrie, Lowry, PG, Blake. Oh, so no one has Russ on any teams? I just, the, see, he falls into the... Un, but Steph the, doesn't. Right. And I no, think no, no, Steph no. actually missed one more game than Russ. No, no, no. But I'm, he falls under the same category, but I think Steph was, he was doing, he was at 50-50-90, leading the league in scoring. Okay. Before he got hurt. So okay. I, that's why, I, that's from what I've seen. But obviously, like, I don't think... If we do this in April or March or whatever, whenever we do it next, I honestly don't think I'm going to have Kyle Lowry on here. So this is just thus far through 30 games. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, like, I like I could see LeBron going up. Like, for me, LeBron moving up on my list. Like, never in a million years would I think LeBron on the, sec- on the All-NBA second team. But it's just kind of It's going to ha- happen at some point. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. But the, with the season he's having, I don't. I think he ends up being on the first team with Giannis. But I just had KD as my runner-up MVP. So as as a after thirty games, so that's why you know that's why I said that's why I had him on my All NBA first team. Yeah, and that's um, my my and I figure same thing with Adam. I think, I mean, Steph was so prolific when he was playing compared to Russ. Russ is actually, you know, uh, he took another hit in his points per game average, dropping down. But the kid's still averaging a triple-double. I know. He's still averaging a triple-double. We're just used to that uh, now, I guess. And he's actually shooting less shots as well, and that's probably why well, he's doing better as a whole. He's scoring uh, a lot less points. But, um, and he's starting to pick his shots better when he decides to go into kind of that, that Russ berserker mode. Um, but uh, I just thought, Man, what Curry was doing is just had to be noticed, and I have a feeling Russ Russ will probably be the biggest mover of the guys outside of of all three teams because 
once he's healthy and has more games underneath him, I'm sure he'll probably shoot up. I can see him over a Kyle Lowry, a Kyrie. I can see him getting as high as a as a maybe a Dame, but I could definitely see him over uh, Kyle Lowry and, and Kyrie when it's all said and done. But um, but like I said, out of my are thinking uh, alike right now in more ways than one. Right, and and you know I like how for Chuck's second team he. You know, what's kind of going under the radar or a player that's going under the radar is Blake Griffin. And the the, the season he's had, Chuck Tuck, he talked earlier about Zach Levine having a whole summer off to just hoop. Not You don't, you don't have to rehab. Same thing happened with Blake Griffin. Obviously, as most of our fans know and, you know, you guys know for sure that I'm a huge Blake guy, second favorite player in the league. But to see his growth and development as a player, I mean, shit, he's 25 points a game, almost 26 points a game, shooting 48% from the field, 37 from three, nine rebounds, four assists. As a guy who was only could dunk, right? Right. And they're the sixth seed out west or out east, I mean. That's crazy. And they're above 500. I mean, a lot of it has to do with Dwayne Casey. Like, I think Dwayne Casey has really propelled him. Like he propelled Demar Derozan, and he helped Derozan grow as a player. So, I mean, Blake's like the de facto point guard on that team. Everything runs through him. His turnovers are a lot, but his usage is so high. Like the other day, he had a quadruple double of ten That's turnovers. Right. But he's he's the the playmaker on that team. So I like that. I mean, he's getting love, and hopefully, he'll be an all star. He'll be healthy, and he can get voted in by the coaches to be an all-star. I'd actually be shocked if he wasn't an all-star, but, you know, knock on wood, he stays healthy. Um, yeah, Kyle Lowry's one. He's just he's quarterbacking the best team in the league, and he's averaging 10 assists a game. Up from Chuck Tuck. Chuck talked on our last pod about how Lowry is a career like six assists a game, and through Nick Nurse, my coach of the year, his offense has allowed Lowry to – more pace, more movement, and that has resulted in Lowry averaging more assists. And so that's I'm I'm not a huge Lowry fan, but I mean I have to I gotta show him some I gotta show him some love. So and just Kyrie is just a fucking beast. Love that guy. Yeah. Kyrie's that dude, man. Mm-hmm. Well yeah folks. Uh th- those are our awards. Mm-hmm. For the third of the year, you know, you might, we might, you might see us catch one halfway through the year. You might see us do one at the end of the year. But um, you know, in case you guys is wondering where we stand on dudes, you know, guys having breakouts, and that's what it is. Yeah, man, it's a, you know, a third of the way, almost just about a third of the way through the season. Uh, we got the Christmas games coming up next week. Uh, we got. Shit, in about a month, all-star starters are announced and fucking reserves. So we'll be doing pause. You know, we'll, we'll be doing podcasts around that. We got fucking, we got some videos coming out. We got some guests lined up that we're going to interview. We're good. We got, you know, to really catapult our YouTube channel. And we're still going to be doing the pods. Man, we're there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes here at Black Talk, Mac Talk. Oh yeah, catch! Don't forget about the you know. Don't forget to catch us guys on Instagram. Get us on Twitter. 
hit us up on Facebook. We, we really try to reach out to the fans. We're not one of these pods that you send us stuff. We don't respond back. So hit us up on those social media outlets as well. Right, right, we can't we can't just have you know and talk to us about our man. If you got problems with our player of the days, let us know. We can't have our guy Luke Seidel. I've referenced him a lot, but he hates on us. But he likes to you know get conversation going. He likes to to debate. He always thinks he's going to win, but which isn't necessarily true. But um, yeah, just to tell us what you think, man. If you guys got man, you guys want to call in or something, we we might do a, a pod where. We do just fan questions. Uh, we did that. We did that a segment for that last year, so we might bring that back again. Just so much stuff happening, you guys, and I'm really excited about the growth, man. It's been a long year, 2018. I think this might be our last part of 2018. So we, as a collective, man, we've seen the growth within us as our crew, but as podcasters or whatever, but. Our brand is growing, and I feel really strongly about where we are headed. And, you know, we, man, all the love and support we get from you guys is crazy, and we appreciate it, man. We appreciate it's, you guys rocking with us. If you guys know any coworkers, anyone that's a fan of basketball, let them know there's this little podcast you listen to, some some local guys out of Seattle, man, that uh, that we like to think we know our shit. Mm-hmm. If you think you're no shit, come, you know, send, send us a DM. Maybe we'll let you get up on a, get up on an episode. See if you really know up. your shit. So, that being said, shout out to everybody. 2018 has been great. We love you guys. Shout out to our sponsors. Y'all know who you are. Hopefully, you guys see. You know, hopefully, things are gonna take a turn for the better, and we're gonna really, really blow up. So. Yeah, man. All right, y'all. We out of here. Sneeze. Last words? Man, one thing I can really say, if, if this is the last pod for the new year, uh, go Huskies. Can't wait. We're going to get it. And hey. Derek Rose Bowl. And shit, go Hawks, man. Go shout out to our Seahawks, man. We're two games to clinch a playoff berth, man. So hopefully we can lock that up this weekend. You can catch some BTS team members at the, at the Rose Bowl. You'll be able to catch some BTS team members at the Seahawks' first playoff game. You know we in there, man. We don't just limit it to hoops. We across the board. But that's us signing out. Signing out for Santo, too. Couldn't make it. BTST. All right, man. Happy holidays, everybody. Dust. Dust them.